Should I list my house at 800,000? It depends on what the market looks like for the moment. And it, it depends on the condition of your house. It depends on how long you have to wait it out. Um, and it depends on where the market is going, where, where it can forecast. Mm. So, um, so all of those things play in and is very little, unfortunately sellers and very little to the, the amount that your house sells for has very little to do with what you need. This is the Mortgage is Made Easy podcast, and we are so lucky today to have Donna Bruno uh, joining us. Donna is a fabulous realtor in Westchester County, New York, and she has been doing this for 40 years. So she has the wisdom and the experience to share with us today. Donna, tell us a little bit about your background. Thank you very much, Dave. So, and thank you very much for having me. Uh, my background. So I came out of school with a pre-med degree and worked in, in uh, science research for a very long time. And when my kids were gone, I wanted to do something that would bring me a little bit more local, maybe have some more time to do other things. And I got my real estate license. And yes, that was almost for it. In February of next year, it'll be 40 years. Um, I started out not really knowing my neighbors and my kids were just going into school. So my sphere of influence wasn't very big. It grew a lot bigger. Um, I then became an agent, a top producer, owner broker. And then my most recent corporate job, I went back in after my franchise was, was done. I wanted to create a bigger impact for agents. So I became an instructor, a regional instructor for one of the major companies, real estate companies. Today, I'm in my own business because I wanted to make that change and um, make it more personal. So I'm in my own um, coaching business. Hmm. You know, we live in an exciting time in real estate, um, particularly in uh, the New York City metropolitan area. What we're finding is that a lot of homeowners are facing tough decisions when they think about selling their home. And home buyers are facing a tough market. And I thought, who better than Donna Bruno to have a conversation about first home sellers and the decisions they have to make and the path that they may be going down and also home buyers and how to structure a deal in a market where there are more buyers than properties on the market. Let's start with a homeowner. You know, I, I'm in my home. I have, uh, I, I've been in it. It's too big for me. My kids are gone, but I 
but I have uh, a three and a half percent mortgage, a three percent mortgage, a four percent mortgage. And all I hear is that if I take a new mortgage, it's going to cost me seven percent. How, how do you guide a homeowner who should be selling through that process? So, so I'll say it like this, the, the information or the sound bites that I'll give you in this, the answer to your question is the same thing that I would say. Maybe the words are a little different, but, um, but what I think is important is that I wouldn't really worry about what everybody else is doing. Mm -hmm. So that's first thing. Okay. So, so what for, do you mean by for that? so what happens is with social media, we are attuned to the little sound bites that are out on uh, on internet, on Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn. So I've been around long enough to remember, shows you a little bit about my age, that um, when the mortgage rates were in the double digits, prices had a few less zeros to them, but they were definitely in the double, the mortgage rates were double digits and people were just fine with that. Okay. So it's, I wouldn't really look so much at what the rate is, but what the difference is from one rate to another on a monthly basis, because it may not be that big of a deal. Okay. Mm. And the reason I'm saying that is the sound bites today are oh, the rates are so high. You know, for the majority of people that are buying houses, they're brand new to the business. They haven't seen the ability to buy houses at you know 12 and 15 percent or more, right? And we live through all that. Mm -hmm. Um agents do the same thing. They'll say, Oh, the mortgage rates are not, you know, are not great, so nobody's gonna buy. So they set the expectations based on what the news is and not necessarily what they can afford or what is reality in their life. Would you agree? Yes. Yeah. I so, so I, so that, so that's the first thing. I think the other thing that buyers and sellers do not really understand, and I'm glad to talk about that little bits and big bits um, is really what an agent can do. And so I'm going to say what consumers don't know is that there are agents that go on and have specialties. And based on their specialties, they can determine how much a seller's house sells for. And yet, and yet the buying public or the selling public doesn't know how to reach out to them, or even if they, they've never heard of the designations before. So um, so I think that's really one of the first things I can say is if a seller is thinking about selling today, a couple of things. They need, with the increases in prices, sellers need to make sure that they have their house in tip-top condition. That is so critical because if it's not, they'll take a major hit, my my opinion is on the house, or the houses may never even sell. Okay, mm. so that's the first thing. Second thing is agent sellers don't know how to choose an agent. Now, it doesn't mean that they're not smart. They absolutely are informed, but they can be better informed when the agents let them know what, 
their initial value is to the seller and how they stand apart. I am in my position now a coach, and I find that when I go back to an agent and ask me, ask them, why should somebody hire you? They can't answer that immediately. They don't have a, what can they do? Okay. However, there are agents that know how to convey that value because they've worked really hard to earn designations. Does that make sense, Dave? I see that on the screen, you are a CRS. And obviously, you and I know each other through CRS. But tell people what a CRS is and what yeah. the importance of that kind of a designation is. So a C CRS stands for Certified Residential Specialist. And there are, I think, I believe it's the top 2% of all agents ever achieve the full designation. And when an agent has that CRS designation, they have got, they have had to go through specific education and they also had to have proven their experience to earn those letters. So it's a really big deal. And, and if you're going to sell your house, who would you hire? I would hire a CRS agent. Mm. Yeah. So, and there are very easy ways for consumers today to find them. There are websites of, for those of you that are looking and you're thinking about selling, type into a, a, a Google search, certified residential specialist or CRS, because that starts you with getting a list. There's actually a, a national list and also an international list of agents that have that certification. And then you know you're at least starting there, okay? For me, I'm licensed in New York. I'm still, a, my license is still live, but I am really in the capacity of a coach, helping agents to be their best and to bring that education to them. But um, in New York, there are designations that will help you. So there's a pricing certification. So if you're concerned and you should, as a seller to get as much money as you can. Uh, an agent that has taken a, the pricing um, the pricing certification, it's called, I believe, a PS, PSA. Um, pricing Strategies Advisor is what PSA stands for. They have the access of not only doing a market evaluation, which is typical of what a seller, seller uh, an agent would do, but they can strategize with you and they can also have additional um, sources that'll help them to look at the pricing a bunch of different ways to make sure that it's aligned with your goals. Mm. So, and, so I'm going to hire a CRS who's a PSA and I'm going to list my house and I'm going to, and you know, I hear that the guy next door sold his house for seven fifty. I think I'm going to sell my, I want 800,000. Should I list my house at 800,000? It depends on what the market looks like for the moment. And it, it depends on the condition of your house. It depends on how long you have to wait it out. Um, and it depends on where the market is going, where, where it can forecast. 
So, um, so all of those things play in and is very little, unfortunately, sellers and very little to the, the amount that your house sells for has very little to do with what you need. It is everything to do with what the buy, how many buyers are out there and also what the market conditions look like because the buyers today and they should be are very smart and they're very savvy. And um, a lot of them have great financing to move on a great opportunity. And you want the agents to know, you want the buyers to know that um, your house kind of conforms with that, with that process. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. No, I love your tagline. Success starts with a plan. Yes. And I want to, I want to successfully sell my home. So how do I come up with a plan to do that? Tell me a little bit about that. So I think that what we see through the uh, resources that I have is there's something that realtors have called the um, NAR, National Association um, of Realtors. So I'm sorry, National Association oh, of Realtors, sorry. Home Buyer and Seller Guide. And that helps... For us to understand what the concerns are for the eight for the um for the buyers and sellers, right? What they're looking for. Um that basically says that most of the successes, the sales that happen by uh seller sales, the agents are chosen by being a part of this a common sphere of influence. So in order to chart, to find your agent, you might want to go back to the people that you know who sold recently and see how they felt about the process, see what they didn't like about the process, see if it aligns with what your goals are, right? So that's part of it. The second part is to interview a couple of agents because once you do, I'll say it this way. None of us like that in that part of the interview, but you know what? It makes you really stand out. So it makes you achieve more. It makes you a better agent when you're chosen because you are seen by the best. So I would say interview a bunch of agents, find out how they stand apart, what they think they can do that's unique to make a difference or put more money in your pocket or make it less stressful. And then, and then proceed. Does that make sense? Yeah. Now, you know, that, that raises a question that I hear from my clients all the time. Mm -hmm. Why should I work with a realtor? The realtor is going to take 5%. The realtor is going to take 6%. Why don't I just keep all of it? So I think what you're asking is why shouldn't they sell on their own? Yeah. Why should so so for those of you that don't know that terminology, I think we're talking about a for sale by owner or a FISBO. There's a number of reasons. First of all, the majority of sellers and buyers only do it a handful of times in their lifetime. So, you know, you only get better the more often you do a transaction or if you are in your own um, occupation, the more experience you have, the better off you are at it. So, so experience is a big thing. Seller can sell to somebody they know or somebody out on the street 
But the basic questions that we ask all the time, are you qualified to buy? Do you have credit? Do you have great credit? Do you have a down payment? Um, is there anything else I need to know? Those questions. We're able to punch through that personal and make those and get those questions because we we stay on the business line and make sure a seller still feels that personal connection and they're hesitant about asking the things that they really need to know. So a lot of times for sale by owner can sell their house on their own, but it may be fraught with problems through the sale and they may not get like the, the best price or the best, best terms for themselves. Right. What I've seen in my practice is uh, first of all, when I talk to my clients or looking to buy they in unconsciously say oh this one doesn't have a realtor i'm going to get a lower price and they start with a bias and so you know if you're thinking about listing your home and you think you're going to get more money because you don't have a realtor what you really will face is two things one that bias that the that people say okay i'm going to be able to get a better price i'm going to offer six percent less because there's no realtor yeah the second thing i see is that when i've been at open houses when i've attended open houses what i find is that people like to visit a home without the owner present and been in open houses where the owner's there I've been at open houses when the owner's not there. And often what you see is the vibe is different. Somebody walks into the home and they want to imagine themselves as uh, as owning that house. And if the owner's there, there's a disconnect. And, and that, believe it or not, that may impact the your ability to sell the house. Maybe not, but often it's, it's an issue. Um, Let's go back to my original question. What advice would you give to someone who's 70 years old, their kids are out of the house? The house is too big for them, mm -hmm. but they're reluctant to sell because of market conditions. So please elaborate on that, that last bit a little bit. Depending well, on because they because they because they've heard that it's hard to buy a house, or that they they've heard that the okay. rates are high, and what do you, how do what do you tell a, a homeowner like that? Yeah, so so there's a couple of things when the agents that I've been working with face this issue, and I think we're seeing that that's a big issue because. We don't have as many homes coming on the market as we as we used to. So I think that is a very big issue. I would always go back to what the agents are doing and they're saying, look, if something, not when you're selling, but if something were to happen with your house and you couldn't live in it, what would be your backup plan? So some, some of the sellers will sell, say, maybe I'll live with my family temp very temporarily, right? Maybe I'll rent for a while. Maybe I'll take an extended vacation. Or maybe it is, I have to find something. So 
So if it's that they have to find something and they don't have any options, if I were still in practice, what I would do is take them out and look at a bunch of things, maybe spend a day or two with them, not every single weekend, but just to make the bridge for them comfortable, I would offer that service. So I would say, first, you got to figure out what your what your options are. If that's, you know, if you have to, if you have to find a house. The other thing is that you could, the agent, the buyers, I'm, so, I'm sorry, the sellers can also say that they need, as they negotiate the terms of the sale, they can negotiate something where maybe they will rent back from the buyer temporarily. And that can also figure out in, that could be, uh, strategized in the contract, maybe for a certain amount of time, they'll rent back with the buyer. So they secure the pricing and yet they have the time to, to look. So mm -hmm. there's, there's some options with all of that, that make that a little bit better than before. And I would say the other part is if there is very little inventory, the agent that they choose, which can be their listing agent on their house, that agent can then show them other houses. What opportunities are that is that agent going to provide to perhaps drum up some more home opportunities? Right. So, and if you're in a house, you might want to consider a condo, whether it be a high-rise condo or, or or even a one family condo, but you know, something that requires less maintenance or less uh less of you maybe something on a one level so you don't have to deal with the stuff you don't think about never having to shovel again uh wow. advantage <laughs> that you know seniors get when they plan the next stage of their move um, well that that becomes uh, actually the connection for any realtor like we really want to know our clients right so it's this should not, whether you're, whether you're working with an agent to sell or to buy, we want to have a personal relationship as an advisor for life. If the agent earns your, your trust, it's not a transactional thing. So we're going to sit down and we're going to say, what do you, what's going on for you? Well, I'm in this house. I'm walking upstairs. You know, I, I don't want to do that anymore. Okay. So maybe you need something on the first, on one level. Do you want to have neighbors or do you want a little separation? That comes not in a checklist, but it's a conversation getting to know friends. So mm -hmm. it's really got to start on a personal basis. Thank you so much. So one last question. If I'm looking to sell my home, you've convinced me it's the right time. It's the right thing to do. Yeah. What is the, what is the process? What does my plan look like? to get from where I am to a sold house. Okay, so so three steps here would be, look at the condition of the market. Mm -hmm. So right now in a lot of markets, the prices are still going, mm -hmm. they're still going up. So if they're continuing to go up, then there's still a demand for, for homes. So that makes a check off, it's maybe ready for you to, to go, right? Second thing would be your choice of agent. So your choice of agent helps you to get the house prepared. They'll walk from the street 
all the way through the house. They'll make some suggestions to maximize your value, your selling price. And then it's your job to figure out what you have time for or that you have the ability to, to, to you know, to do. And that can that can determine how much money you sell, you sell the house for. And then the other thing, the choice of the agent is also the next phase. So how do they get you ready to move out of state how, if that's where you're going? Are you moving in with your family? Sometimes they, you know, they it's it's something that you want to do. Um, these are all things that we can help and discuss with you if you want, so that you're actually, I think what's your question is, are you going to land on the next phase of your life? Are you going to land where it's a positive, cushy land? Or is it going to be fraught with a lot of, I don't know what that's going to bring to me. So looking at the market and your choice of realtor and and also the agent for the realtors that you that you work with, who do they know? So if you're moving out of state, let's say, I'm in the state of New York. A lot of it, a lot of our buyers may go down south. That's scary because they may not know the the territory. They may not know the best neighborhoods to fit your lifestyle. The agents here in New York can interview and refer you to somebody who can meet your needs as well as they do, and look look out for your interests as well as the agent that's helping you to sell your house. Does that make sense? Yeah. Donna, this has been a real pleasure. This has been a real pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us. This is the Mortgages Made Easy podcast. And thank you. Uh, Donna's information will be included below. If you have any questions, we'll be happy to take them and pass them along. Thank you so much. Thank you, Dave.